Imagine that your best friend is in the room, and I'm asking her the question, what word would she use to describe you? What word would your best friend say? She would definitely say, I'm crunk, with a K. I'm so embarrassed right now. Because you use that word again, and I, said, and I thought we decided that that word would not exist on this episode. Yeah, but I changed my mind, because I'm just crunk. I've been crunk. Since Lil John, Whose minds is this? Welcome to the My Day Off podcast. The show begins right now. So today I am super honored to have a good friend of mine. Her name is Jordan. Can you say hello, Jordan? Hey, Henry. It is such a pleasure to have you here with us and the rest of the world. And we, again, are going to talk about the freedom to be you, yep. the freedom to be me, the freedom to insert another phrase here because I'm, my, my creativity is gone. The freedom to be ourselves and... To not put our identity into other things and other people. Come on. Okay. Yes. You better preach it, girl. Halle. We are not going to put our identity in things or other people. Right. That is, that is right. That's what we're talking about. That is the very subject that you and I have gathered to talk about today. Yep. Start us off. Give, us, give me something to work with, All right. Jordan. Let me tell you. Let me okay. tell you. Let me tell you. So okay. last night... I decided to go, like, scroll all the way down, like, I mean, 300, 400 weeks ago. Maybe more than that. Anyway, so I was looking at all of these old Instagram posts that I posted, and I realized that I was just so free. I was so open. I was just honest with who I was. I was unapologetically me. And I've changed a lot, and I understand maturity, but there was just this part of me years ago that was just unashamed and the Jordan today is so different and I just sat there kind of upset with myself like how did I get here how did I get to this point of caring about what other people think of me so much that I can no longer be that Jordan or post those things that I used to post and create the way I was creating and I was always creating new new videos new content with no cares in the world yeah you show me those videos 30 minutes ago. Yeah. And my first thought was, why don't you do this more? Because that stuff was hilarious. At what point did you decide that you're not going to do that anymore? Oh, man. And why did you reach that place? You know, now that you're asking me this, I think when I started to hang around a different type of people, maybe I, I wanted to protect their feelings. I didn't want to be, like you said earlier, I didn't want to be too much for them. So I kind of dimmed myself and I guess in a sense dumbed myself down to kind of match who they were and to fit in. I think when I, when I started hanging out with those new people is when I started to change. 
before we get too deep into that, because there, there's a lot there to digest, mm-hmm. because my first thought is, okay, when, when was the last time you felt that you were fully alive? Because to be fully alive means to just also embrace all the aspects of who you are and feel the freedom to be that person. Mm-hmm. But I'm not ready for that yet. Tell me a funny story from those days that you were more free. From the days I was more free. Hmm. So. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you, okay, okay, okay. okay. Share a story that you'd be embarrassed to share now that's funny that you wouldn't have been embarrassed in the moment back then. Oh, that's a good question, Henry. Um, Got him. Dang. Welcome to my podcast where I ask the hard. hard questions. That's hard. That's really good. Um, oh, okay. I'll tell you a story that I wouldn't have. I would have recorded in the moment. So, um, a, this was last month. So I just had my baby, um, who's now three months old. So she was about two months old. I was getting her out of the car seat, or I was I was taking the car seat out of the car, and but when I stood up out of my seat, I felt an extreme urge that I had to pee. So I was trying to get her car seat out and I was trying to like hold my crotch and like trying to wiggle and you know, and I knew I had three flights of stairs to go up to get to the apartment into the bathroom. And I just gave up and I peed on myself and the pee shot through my leggings and the landscapers watched. So I just squatted down on the curb and I just peed on myself and cried a little bit. I'm serious. This was last month? Yes, it was. How long had you been holding that? Probably like 20 minutes. Oh, it was one of those things like when it went. Okay. Yeah. And then after you have a baby, everything's loose down there. You just don't know what's going to happen when it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I, I did not foresee. So you were just squatting on a curve. Yeah. And there was a puddle right in front of me and the landscapers walked by, they looked at me, they realized I was peeing on myself and then kept it moving. So part of me was like, aren't you going to help me? Can you carry my kid upstairs or something? You know, but oh, oh well. They were shook. They were shook. Shooketh. They, yes, they were shocked. Yeah. And appalled. Yeah. I, I would have, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I would have thought, I, I don't know what I would have thought. Yeah. How do you approach someone that, has, that is peeing on themselves? Yeah, how do you? Or do you <laughs> right, how do, do you? Do I get a ticket for, for public indecency or what? Like, I don't know. I feel like in most circumstances, I would know exactly what to do. However, there are a few that I wouldn't know. That's one of the few circumstances. Yeah. I don't think I would have any context of... I. I didn't know either. That's the first time I ever peed on myself when I was trying to get my daughter out of the car. Wait, have you peed on yourself in other circumstances? We're not going to... You didn't ask me You set me yourself that. up for that. Yeah. You were yeah, very we, specific. We you we were did. very... <laughs> it's the only time I've ever peed on myself while... Look, maybe I have a weak bladder. I don't know, Henry. Why did you ask me this? We did not have to go here. We did not have to go here. You told the story. Oh, my gosh. My husband's going to cringe when he hears this. I didn't ask you when did... Have you ever peed on yourself? (laughs) You volunteered that information. Okay, well, there. I gave it 
this and this is a story that I probably would have recorded myself. I would have recorded myself peeing on myself years ago. You, and I would have just not cared. You would have recorded yourself peeing on yourself. Yes. If you have the energy to take out the phone and record yourself peeing on yourself, then you have the energy to find a bathroom. <laughs> but you don't have the time. It, it only takes a millisecond to pull out your phone and start recording. Yeah, but by the time you open up the app and hit record and Henry, like face it yourself, Henry, at yourself. When you have a baby, everything takes longer. Like, just imagine carrying a car seat three flights of stairs. No, no, no. I, I believe that. But to have the presence of mind to take your phone out while you're peeing on yourself. I'm just saying, back in the day, I was recording everything. Everything you can think of, I had my phone out. And I wanted to be a journalist, too. And I don't know if that had something to do with it. I was just always camera ready. Okay, uh, we're going to get off the, the pee topic <laughs> real quick. I can't believe I am the one getting off of that topic because that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you will not live this story down every time now. I'm going to be reminded of this Great. when I see you. Great. When I think of Jordan, I think of that girl peed on herself. <laughs> then I'm going to ask, when was the last time you peed on yourself? <laughs> I'm getting better. At not peeing on yourself? Mm -hmm. You said we were moving on. How are you going to keep asking me? I said I was getting better. <laughs> let's move on. What's the next topic? What's the next subject? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Trying to embarrass me on this show. I didn't come here for this. You brought yourself into this. I didn't bring up urine at all today. So uh, what are the quirks that you have? Quirks? That other people don't know that you have. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a lot I feel like people don't know. I am, That's funny. Something, it has to be funny, not like. I'm an oversharer. I share too much. What, you? Yeah. Yeah. I me. would never I peg would you never, as an overshare. Yeah, right? <laughs> what? Not you. Not the girl who just told me she peed on herself at the curve. I, <laughs> at the curve. I'm an overshare. I think that's a, a quirk. I get that from my mama. She overshares. And it's it's like we have word vomit and then we're like, oh. we try to hold it in and just can't, you know? And it just comes out. Y'all sound like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, where are we today? Um, your stories of okay, so you you and your you and your mom overshare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's another quirk of yours that you have, Henry? Why don't you tell me? No, 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 what, no, no, tell, no. You tell me the quirk that you see in me. I think that you're looking at me and you see a quirk and you want me to touch on it, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna <laughs> let you just <laughs> no, this isn't a setup. I, I'm just trying to think of a, something funny you could tell us. A quirk. Well, you know, I will. This isn't really necessarily a quirk, but I find myself in really odd situations sometimes. Like, okay. Like sometimes I'm hanging out with my friends, and they're like, "Only with you, Jordan. Only when I'm with you, this happens." It'll just be really weird, random stuff. For example, my friend and I we were um, we were I forgot where we were going downtown the other day, and we look next to us, and there's these there are these girls staring into our car, and we're just like, "Okay, just let's keep going." And we we start driving, and they're still staring. And then they start pointing. They're, like, throwing their fingers at us, like, just pointing, like, that's her, that's her. And we're like, what? That's who? Like, you could see the, see it on their, their lips saying that's her. So we keep driving, keep driving. They end up getting behind us, honking their horn, like they're going to rear-end us. And me and my friend, we're just like, go, go, go. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't know why that happens. Why does that happen to me, Henry? I don't know. I don't know either. You know, 
maybe you just invite the crazies in some kind of way. <sighs> maybe so. You have that face. No, I'm just kidding. You do not. That is, I have a crazy face? No, 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 no. It's like, so for me, I feel like a lot of people will just tell me things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I have the face of a listener or whatever. And But sometimes I'm like, how did, how did I end up here hearing yeah. this random thing? Yeah. So I'll tell you a funny story that it won't top your story at okay. all. Because that, okay. that's on a whole other level. But it, it kind of has to do what we were talking about. But I think sometimes you can be in situations where people make you painfully aware that you are you're different. Mm-hmm. So this had to have been, it's been well over 10 years ago now. And I was going to go see a concert. Mm-hmm. And it was, at a, it, it was at a VFW. You know what those are? No. Well, look it up. It was at a VFW. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> nobody cares. It was at a VFW and... I went out of town to go to this concert. My parents, they take me to this concert. And I was super excited. Before, so before the concert starts, the, the price of admission was to bring a toy. So I go to the store, I get a toy, and then I head to the concert. And my parents were so smart. They, they watched me get out of the car, but they also just stayed there because we were out of town and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to just drive away. Smart on their part. So I go into the VFW, and I walk in, and I've never been more aware of how otherly I was. It was a room full of, like, older white people. And it was a classic movie scene. There's music playing. I walk in, and the music stops, and everybody turns around and stares at me. Can you imagine that? Like, being the only person of color and you are the one that stopped everything. And I look like a fool. I just had this toy in my oh. hand. And I'm like, is there a concert here tonight? <laughs> no? Okay. And I get back in my parents' car. I was silent. And they knew exactly what happened. I didn't have to say a word. They, just, they knew. I ain't nobody. But So you were at the wrong place? I was at the right place, but apparently the wrong day. Oh. I'm like, let me get my black tail on out of here and go back home. <laughs> yeah, those moments, man. Thank you for reminding me that I am indeed a minority today. Yeah, Appreciate I am you. too. Appreciate yeah, we're, we're minorities. We are. Strong but proud. Strong and proud. Yep. Amen. Ain't no but. Amen. You can be strong and you can be proud. At the same time. At the same time. Can you walk with you up at the same time? Yes. Yes. Can you? Yes. Okay, all right, you never know. So at what point did you feel like you lost yourself? So. Got him. You know, I think I, I, think I lost myself. There was, a, there was a couple of points that that did it for me, okay? When I got into a serious relationship with my now husband... It's not his fault. I think you get lost, you get caught up in other people and you get caught up in titles and roles and yeah. And you forget who you are. And I think that I almost I almost too got caught up in who he was and worried about trying to change him to be more like me and then here I am losing myself mm. trying to change somebody else. Mm. So I think that was a big um um, that was one of those moments where I began to lose myself. 
I think also um, when I began to go to church more heavily, I began to lose myself because I equated dimming dimming any light um, with fitting in with the church. I know that sounds kind of backwards, but I didn't want to be too too bright. I didn't want to be mm. too highlighted or too much for everyone else. So let me just shrink down a little bit to fit the church, you know? Um, but since then, I'm, you know, I've, I've learned that that's exactly wrong and that Christ has given us these specific identities in Him. And, you know, He knows the hairs on our head. He crafted us in our mother's womb. He knows, like, He... He put these certain characteristics in us, and we don't need to dim them down for anybody, you know? Yeah. Did you feel like, you've mentioned a couple times, Mm -hmm. not wanting to be too much for people. Yeah. If you could trace that thought pattern back, where do you think that first started? Mm. I think that comes down to, like, self-image for me. Yeah. I remember when I was in middle school, I was waiting in the carpool line and it was a hot summer day. I was going to a friend's house. I was excited. I was jumping up and down. And I remember this this kid was sitting down near where I was jumping and he was like, move your fat thighs out of my face. And that hurt. Like that cut so deep. I mean, I just had this conversation with someone recently about how much that hurt me. And it's like one of those things that how do you really get over it completely? Because the words still ring in your head, you know? And I think that that stems from that moment. Hmm. I didn't mean to go this deep. I'm sorry. No, we're here. No, please. You can be deep and you can be funny. But what you can't do is be depressing. Just kidding. Right. You, you can be if you are. If you're out there and you're feeling that kind of way, that is okay. Yeah, we're here. But as for me and my podcast, no. We will serve the Lord. We're going to serve the freaking Lord. <laughs> he will be served. He will be served. His name will be praised. His name will be praised. L-L-O-C. Holy, holy, holy Come on, is somebody. the Lord God Almighty. Touch your neighbor and say neighbor. <laughs> neighbor. You never touched your neighbor? I don't have one. You don't have a neighbor? You didn't, you didn't grow up in church... And the preacher didn't say touch your neighbor? Yeah, but we're, we're, I don't have a neighbor right now. Touch the wall. They, they don't know there's no neighbor next to you. Come on now. Come on, Cletus. Cletus. You know that movie? Nutty Professor? No. Oh, yes. Whose man's is this? Oh, my I do, God. I do. Well, you didn't know Baby Boy. Don't be throwing me under the bus don't on throw my me own under the bus. podcast. <laughs> Nuh-uh. That ain't going to happen. On a very serious note, yeah. I think what... Uh, one area that has been hard for me over the years, I was actually talking with some friends about this last night, mm-hmm. being a being an African-American and having to deal with people saying things like, oh, you sound white. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you sing white. Or you think you're white, don't you? Oh, you hang out with X group of people. This, this must mean you must think a certain way. And I don't know about you, but that's so dangerous for... Yeah. For someone that is much younger. I mean, that could be dangerous for someone of any age to hear, yeah. but as you're developing and you're hearing those kinds of things, mm-hmm. that can be really confusing and make you, 
it's that's something very deep that you have to process through. Yeah. And I'm I'm so thankful that I've I've in general had a pretty strong sense of identity identity, but mm-hmm. I, what I really don't like it what I really don't like is when someone says this people group must act a certain way. Yeah. They must be characterized by this. And I just think that's a mindset that's a dangerous, but so, it's also just very, very, very unhealthy. Yeah. And I agree. It doesn't help anybody in the long run. Did you ever, did you ever encounter anything like that? Yeah. This is a total tangent. This has no, I was just thinking about no, that. No, absolutely. So I went to a predominantly white school and that's that story I just told you. That was a white kid who said it and it's a bunch of white people that I went to school with. Yeah. I remember during those days wishing I was skinny and white. Hmm. I didn't want to be mixed. I didn't want to be black. I wanted to be white. And I remember I met one friend who was black at that school and we became best friends and something in me changed because I started wearing apple bottom, baby fat, rock aware, like yep. forces. I didn't care at that point because I had one person who was like me and I wasn't ashamed anymore. Yeah. And she was that person that kind of, and she didn't know it. She didn't know what she was doing, but she exposed me to this, this, this new me. And I wasn't, I was happy to be black. I was yeah. happy. And I ended up going to an HBCU, and you did, I made, yeah. I went to A and T, Aggie Pride. I didn't know that. You didn't? Oh my gosh! No. Yes, yeah. I went. I went to A and T. Wow. And that's where my husband and I met. I married a black man. Okay. A black man. A black man. Okay. Yes. And wow. okay. Carter. Sorry, too much. No, it's not too much because I am free to and be me. You are not too much. Amen. Amen. And neither am I. You're not. We're not. We're not too much. We're not too much. And we're not the wrong color. We are not. We don't have the wrong characteristics about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're exactly who God made us to be. Can it, you imagine if you were white, Henry? I really cannot. Can you imagine I really, if I was white? Sort of, because, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm light, but dang. You know, like. You set me up well for that I one. I know. <sighs> Man. I'm just kidding, y'all. For those of you out there that are easily offended, sign off. Chill just out. Kidding. Chill out because it was just a joke. It was just a joke. Just, just a joke. Hey, yoke is easy. Burden is light. Come on. Look. Look at us. Look at us quoting scripture. Quoting scripture. You, yeah. you know, one thing about scripture, God, God's word is true. It is so true that. I have been digging into this into his word more lately and scriptures that I read a long time ago and forgot are coming back to my 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 memory. It's not just the stuff that I just read. It's stuff from a long time ago. And his yeah. word says that he'll bring it into into our um remembrance. So mm. read your word. I read it. You better yes. Read your word. Read know it. your word. Mm-hmm. Slow your roll. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I, Almost. I tried it. So I was like, can close. I get a rock reference so in there? Close. No, I can't. I can't. Oh, well. So I, I think that being a woman is really hard because I, I don't think men have to deal with it as much, the whole like opinion of others thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I think women seem to be held to such a high standard. Is that an accurate statement? Absolutely. We need to be thin. We need to have kids and still be thin. We need to have nice body parts 
We need to smile. We need to take care of the kids. We need to cook. We need to do all the laundry, and we need to make some kind of money with our side business. There's a lot. There's a high standard, and there's also this this badge of honor called the boss mom or girl boss or hustler. And you know, one one of our friends, we have a mutual friend. We were just talking about this the other day how it's unhealthy that hustler name tag. Is unhealthy. Yeah. It's unhealthy. And people are working towards that so much. And it's it's kind of unattainable to be a hustler all the time. It's not a sustainable it's not a su- sustainable title. It's hmm. not. Because yeah. we burn out. You burn out and you don't take a Sabbath. You don't have a day off. You know, like you know when people would go to the gym and say no days off. We need a day off. Mm-hmm. We need a rest. And it's okay. It's okay to rest. And I think as women, we need to remind ourselves that we need to rest and that we don't need to keep up with the ways of the world and what the world says that we need to be all the time. That's exhausting. I'm over it. I'll tell you that. I'm done. Where do you think the other the, the pressure to be a certain way comes from? Do you think it stems from other men or do you think it stems from other women? So my husband is really funny. <laughs> he, We've had conversations and... He, you know, would like me to cook dinner, keep up with the house, make sure baby's okay. And I know that sounds like for any man, that sounds like doable, you know, if someone's a stay-at-home mom. But with a newborn, you don't know how your day's going to go. You might be feeding the baby all day long and not get a break, not, and you don't get to the laundry or you don't get to, to dinner. And I think, you know, when I had the conversation with my husband, he mentioned that his mom was able to do it. And her mom was probably able to do it. I think it's generational. I think that yeah. it comes from way back in the day where women just did it all. And the husbands were out and they were working and bringing home the meat or the food, whatever. <laughs> and I'm not going to touch that one. Sorry. It's okay. Um, and... I, so I, I think it's definitely gener- a generational mindset, and it's just what our culture, at least the American culture, has taught us. So what do you think, if, if you're being completely free to be yourself, and you're feeling as though you are living a fulfilled life, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you want people to know about you? If I had to ask, who, who are you when you're living at your fullest? Who am I? I think when I'm living at my fullest, if I'm being honest, it's when I am just digging into the Word of God mm. and who He says I am. That's really when I feel good about myself. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, when I take those days off and I'm not reading— and I'm not spending time with my father who tells me who I am, I start feeling kind of crappy about myself, you know? Yeah. And there's a common denominator, and it's me skipping out on the, those times. So I think I'm most free when I spend time with him. And I read words specifically that speak to who we are in him. What's your favorite verse right now? Right now, I actually just read this scripture. Um, let me see. 
Let's see. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. I think that, you know, if God views me as beautiful and he holds me in his hand as, a be- as something beautiful, cherished, I, I, I don't know, I really like that scripture right now. Yeah. It makes me feel beautiful. So, uh, uh, like 10 years ago, no, it wasn't 10 years, almost though, very long time ago, mm-hmm. I, I wrote a worship song, and I, I love writing music in general. Yeah. However, I have a really high standard for worship songs, and I, I for me, that was a song that I really thought, I, I felt like God had given me the words to that song on the spot. I remember we had a, a worship practice, and we were just we were just playing through this chord progression, and... I, I began to get these words, and it reminds me of what you just said. And the words to the verse, you see me as lovely, you mm-hmm. see me as beautiful, you see me as precious. Yeah. Jesus, I'm lovely to you. And wow. I remember that that night so well. It mm-hmm. it moved me in a way that I hadn't been moved in a, in a really long time because that really is how he sees us. And I think as a, as a believer, when we can align ourselves with how he sees us, then it's a lot easier for us to feel the freedom to be ourselves and yeah. to not be ashamed or feel like we have to hide a certain part of who we are because, I mean, God made no mistakes when right. he made us. Right, exactly. So that's it's really so cool that that's, that's been what, what you've been reading. That song is beautiful. Those words. Yeah. I want to hear it. I, I believe that God gave me the words to that, that song, but I forget that that's something I have in my repertoire, so I I don't even think about it for a long time. So I have to remind myself that that actually exists. Yeah. That's and like a daily, that's like a daily psalm that should mm, be going through yeah. our, our heads. Yeah. You should play it I right now. It. Let's, yeah, let's do it. I did not anticipate ever singing on my, on my hey, podcast. It's but happening. Here we, here we go. And the words, yeah, it's, uh, you'll hear the words as I'm singing. Okay. So I won't even explain it. For you hold my heart is in your hands. For you hold my heart is in your hands. You see me as lovely. Precious Jesus, I'm lovely to you, so I'll trust in you, and I will wait for you, and I will trust in you, and I will wait for you. And the chorus goes, I'll celebrate for the sadness is gone. I'll celebrate for the pain is gone. I'll celebrate for my morning's now gladness. I'll celebrate when I'm weak, you are strong. You bring joy, joy, unspeakable joy. You have love, love, amazing love. 
peace, peace, I know there is peace to be found in you, for you love me. So yeah, something like that. That's beautiful. I know, and, and so uh, I wish I wish I could take credit for that, but I really felt like that was something that the Lord was speaking to me in that moment. And it's just yeah. cool to be to be reminded of that because it kind of refreshes my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like hitting the reset button, yeah, and being grounded in the truth of how how he sees not just me but how he sees all of us, yeah, so did not anticipate going that route that today. Was, yeah, that was good. I like how you in the song it's you're singing about how how he sees you. And then how you feel about how he sees you, that joy, unspeakable joy. And then you talk about the strength, how God is our strength. We don't have to carry on the pressure and the burdens of the world. When we look look to him for our identity, we find that joy and we're we're giving strength through him. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. I... It's good to be reminded that we we don't have to do things on our own strength, that yeah. he will fight for us. He mm-hmm. is our protector, our provider. And his view of us is the is the one that matters. Right. So because all these other things, the opinions of others, it's gonna fade. Yeah. Even when people think highly of us, we can't put our faith in that because people's opinions, they can flip just like that. Yeah, with one action. When it's something wrong that you do that can be wiped away. Yeah. Or you can hurt somebody one time. It could be mm-hmm. unintentional, and then suddenly there's no grace given toward that, yeah. and their perception to you might completely change. Yeah. But I'm thankful that God's perception of us does not change. Yeah. It would be a depressing world if his perception of me changed every time, every time. I did something wrong. Or did something it, right. Or did something right. <laughs> You did great. Now I love you again. Oh, yeah. you're the worst. Mm, I don't right. love you anymore. That would, I, I don't that know would how be I terrible. could. Yeah, that would be, it's, yeah, it's hard when people do that. Yeah. But I'm so glad that God does not do that. And I think what we have to remember is that we are, we're uniquely made. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that you uniquely made us. So I shouldn't feel ashamed of how I'm made or what's in my DNA or how I might, what my personality is. Now that doesn't mean that when we have bad behavior, that it's an excuse, how we're made is an excuse. Right, right, right. Like I'm not talking about that kind of stuff, but I shouldn't be ashamed that I am inclined to, to be a certain way, to be excited about something specific, to have Mm -hmm. particular passions. Right. And I shouldn't be ashamed for what I'm not great at. Yeah. You know, like I'm not a great uh, what do you call it? I'm not a carpenter. I could never build not things never. in that. What's that? Not never. Never what? You said you could never because you might, you're right. you you're might right. be able to build something like I might be, table. yes, you're right. By <laughs> by God's grace, yes. maybe I could do that. And, you know, watching YouTube because YouTube has all the answers. Everything, YouTube University. Correct, yes. However, you know what? Sometimes if I try to do that step by step, they make it look a lot easier and then I'm like, well, I'm not. I, I actually should not be doing this. <laughs> next. Thank you, next. So what would you say to somebody that is struggling with feeling fully alive? If you had 15, 20 seconds to really encourage someone to feel free to be who they are, what would you say? I would tell them 
to, just like you asked me, go back to that moment where you stopped feeling free and just think that whoever or whatever was the cause of it, that person probably wasn't free themselves. You yeah. Know? I yeah. think it, it goes back to us all being in some sort of mental bondage of, of fear of rejection. And we all want to be accepted, really. Yeah, we do. I think that that that's one of the root issues is us just really wanting to be accepted, but we want to be accepted by the wrong people and the wrong things. Yeah. And it's not wrong to want acceptance. It's wrong. It's not ideal to want acceptance from the things that aren't good. Yeah. So anything else? The um, floor is yours. Like whatever you feel like is on your mind to talk of concerning this, please. Well, I will say this. I feel like I'm definitely being pushed into a direction of freedom to be me and freedom to um, to be the old Jordan in a new way. Because obviously I'm older, I'm more mature now, I have a child. Life has changed. I'll never be that exact, exact version of myself. But I do oh, think yeah. that it's time for me to stop being afraid or ashamed of who God has made me to be. And so we can mark this date down. I'm going to stop caring. I, I stop, I'm, I'm releasing all the cares of the world. I don't want to care anymore. I think something tangible you told me earlier is that you're no longer going to put filters on your photos. Yeah, yeah, I did say that. So I am did going... Did you forget you said that? No, I did okay, it. Okay. I did it. I did it. So so right now on my on my Instagram page, I do have like a designated filter. So I go into my app and I put all my photos through that specific filter. Yeah. And I've been thinking, I've been feeling like this for a while because I feel like it's kind of like a public statement. Like, no, I'm not going to filter anything anymore. Like, this is who I am. This is, you know, I think it's it's symbolic um, for this new change that I want to make yeah. in my life. What are some other practical things just that you want to do? So I really love um, like being on air, doing in front of the camera stuff. I love hosting. I love skits and acting and things like that. And I think for so long I kind of was worried about my weight. I was worried about the way I sounded, the way I talked, the way I came off to people. And I, I got to get back to that because it's something I love. It's something I've always loved. I mean... My school projects, in, when I was in elementary school, I did most of my projects on VHS tapes. Like I was in front of the camera talking about the weather, whatever it was. So this isn't a new, new like passion of mine. This has always been. So I've got to get back to that. Yeah, it was crazy to me when I saw that. I immediately recognized you as being really good at that. And it breaks my heart that you felt not free to do that for a while. So it's yeah. exciting to know that you you want to get back to doing these sorts yeah. of things because it really does seem to be your, your gifting, one of your giftings. So I'm, I'm pumped to see what this is going to look like Thanks. for you. I'm pumped for you because I think you need to do something with that song. Like, cause just listening to it, if you and I were both kind of dealing with this and thinking about these, these having these thoughts in our head, who else is? Yeah. You know, who else is struggling, especially with this, this day and time with social media, I think people are starting to realize, like Sarah and I were talking about the other day, I think people are starting to realize that social media ain't it. Like, no. it's messing us up. It's messing us up. It's time for people to step up and be real and not real in a way that's like, look at me, I'm being real, but 
hey, this is who I am. I'm just being real. If you like it, then cool. If not, then it's fine. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Well, thank you. I am, I guess, sorry, I went away from my mic. I've been, it's not like this isn't my eighth episode or anything. <laughs> um, I know for me, it's this year has been such a journey of rediscovering what joy looks like and also what it means to to walk out and how I'm made. And I just, it's a formative formative year, and I, I really think that it's going to propel me for years to come. Yeah. So yeah. this is kind of the putting on the heavy weights and trying to lift it, and later on, I'm, I think I'm going to reap the benefits of having gone through this season of rediscovery, mm-hmm. and I, it sounds like the same thing for you as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's good stuff. Know that you're welcome literally anytime and whatever whatever way I can be of help, I'm I'm always here and willing to help. Thanks, Henry. Yeah. You've been like that since day one. I appreciate you. I remember our, our first real conversation at Greg's party mm-hmm. and I, I'm like I knew in that moment, yep, we're we're definitely gonna be connected. Yeah, yeah. It was like an instant friendship. Well, you ever have those moments where you're talking to somebody and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden whatever's going on around kind of fades, fades away. out yeah yeah it yeah. felt it felt that like way tunnel vision yeah yeah, yeah. It, it felt that way with you and mm-hmm. it's it's rare for me to feel that it, to feel that deeply when i'm talking with someone that i know okay we're we're gonna do something yeah you know yeah that, that really felt that was a cool moment it, it felt really significant it was so. and it's cool because if anybody knows greg that's what he wanted out of his birthday he wanted people to connect and it's really cool that we got to connect like that i remember when he said that in this party i was sitting on the opposite end, just far away from everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I don't really want to connect with yeah, you. Yeah. That, that sounds great, Greg. I mean, I know you mean well, but right. I'm, I'm not right. in the mood. I just can't. I actually, that night came from playing at a funeral, so I wasn't oh, even, no. I yeah. was in a completely different headspace. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to connect with any, nor did I really intend to. And then right. lo and behold, we had that conversation and it, yeah, you, you are such a blessing and I, you're going to, you already have blessed this community so much, and I, I think that you're going to have a much, much wider reach. So I'm excited for everybody. I'm excited for you. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Of course. Do you want to lead us out of this episode? In because prayer? I, no, no. <laughs> I mean, not that I, I'm, <laughs> no, not, no, 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 I'm not anti-prayer, everybody. <laughs> that, that Do you want not. to lead us out? <laughs> yes, I will. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another podcast, A Day Off well, I'll, let me say that again. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for watching A Day Off Podcast. Watching? Oh, see? I'm I'm supposed to be on a video right now. That's why. Oh, I see. You're so used yeah, to camera yeah, world. Okay. Well. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of The Day Off Podcast. And we will see you back next time.